0: Um You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Oh, what's going on, Golden Tate Nation, baby? How about that? How about the Eagles coming in and making, yet again, another move at the deadline? It's not quite JGI, but certainly a lot of excitement here. It is Go Birds episode number 27. Vince Quinn, who, if you're watching on Facebook Live, is going to be to my left here, but he's not quite. He had some little bit of a parking issues and things like that. We're just sitting here. We're going to uh, just react to everything that's happening, obviously, as we're recording this right at 4 o'clock. The deadline is officially over, so we will be keeping track of everything that is going on there, but pretty exciting, right? I mean, uh, everybody kind of—I think for the most part—and uh, uh, feel free to chime in on this as well uh, at Go Birds Pod or just in the comments here. But it felt like coming into today, everybody was a little bit down. Everybody was just looking at this thing, going, "All right, the Eagles are going to stand pat. Maybe they'll make some some small move." But this Lions thing with Golden Tate kind of popped up out of nowhere yesterday, and the NFL Network had just had mentioned, you know, if the if the Lions were ended up being blown away by some. Something, like a fourth round pick. Uh, then maybe they would release somebody like Golden Tate. And look, uh, just my initial reactions to a lot of this is it an overpay? Absolutely. Uh, and you're probably going to hear that a lot this week and a lot of butts behind it. And there's certainly a but coming behind this. I mean, you can imagine just uh, kind of overall uh, of looking at that and being like, wow, a, a one year deal or basically an eight game uh, rental that's coming here. And it's Golden Tate. Uh, his numbers aren't overly that impressive. But, you know, over his career, he's been a fantastic player maker we all uh, by this point know that he's a humongous yak machine and fit. in fact he's the best in the NFL that's doing that um, but you know comp picks aside because kind of up in the air what exactly that will be I know that uh, Daniel Jeremiah had said you might it, it depends on if Golden Tate gets a lucrative deal next year uh, if he signs somewhere that's you know pays him uh, a large amount of money like a 12 13 million dollar range 14 million dollar range I have no idea what Golden Tate on the open market is going to be but certainly more than what he's making right now, which is about uh, you know eight to nine million dollars. Uh, the uh, the Eagles are only on the hook for about three and a half of that for the rest of the season. So it makes a lot of sense for a bunch of different reasons. The downside, the risk of all this, sure. I mean, Golden Tate could show up. He could get injured. He could get uh, fall flat on his face. The next thing that you know, or just forgets how to play football. Those are all risks that are going forward here. But honestly, uh, a lot of people. Then you look at this and Vince Quinn's running in here right now, uh, nice and tired and. Record and I love it, yep. but but the uh, the biggest parts of all this uh, <laughs> with uh, Spike Eskin being in here as well uh, as we're all just sitting to so really. react to this. But uh, to me and Vince, feel free to chime in on this too. You take this risk for a lot of reasons. One, we all we've all said this after the post game and, and for the last couple of weeks, you need to find Carson Wentz help. Uh, you know, Alshon Jeffrey is the only guy with multiple touchdowns on this team. Jordan Matthews has an outside asset, although he played really well against the Jaguars in London. And helped out Carson Wentz. I still think he can be a part of this offense. You have a guy now that can not only just be. Uh, I, I don't know if his safety safety wide receiver is is even a, a good term. I mean, he is. He's a playmaker. He's a guy that needs to go in there and do all these sorts of things. <laughs> and oh, what's this? Oh, just uh, getting a, getting a microphone. He here just carries that with him all the yeah, time. I figured that happens. It How happens. Take. Uh, but um, I, I wonder, uh, just as we're exploring this, the third round pick. Has initial sticker shock, but at the end of the day, whatever ends up happening, um, more than likely, you're hoping at one point that the Eagles are probably not going to be in the high third. You know, this is going to be a low third round pick somewhere. It's going to be in the bottom half of 15. uh, And that's just based on, uh, you know, that the Eagles can go and and win this division. Uh, So if you end up getting a, a fifth round pick back in 2020 because of all this, that's fine you know like all of this is is to get a ticket to the dance I think that the Eagles have done that here how he's gonna come to the podium in a little bit and we'll see how he reacts to this thing too but this is why uh you do these types of things and I'm excited for Golden Tate in Philadelphia
1: how can you not be golden like is Golden Tate one of the best like 25 receivers in the league probably yeah well there you go I mean <laughs> it's that simple. I don't know at the top of my brain but yeah probably he, he's right like yeah so you're getting a guy that is a Solid, consistent performer. You talk about chemistry. They talk about chemistry all the time with the Eagles, and that was a big thing for making a trade. This guy fits all the boxes that you want. One of the big problems that I've been... I've been killing this team all year because of the short passing game. They haven't done it as consistently as I'd like. Golden Tate is going to be very good for that. And when you consider the fits as being a complimentary piece, you know, Deshaun Jackson, very popular name, Everyone's wanted Deshaun Jackson, in part is Oh, I would have taken it.
0: Absolutely. Well, I made a sliced video of it. I was ready to go. I was like, I, I want Carson Wentz throwing it
1: to Deshaun well, Jackson. Oh, and I yeah, was on that's, board. That's right. That was pretty cool. Um, so here's the problem with that, though. This is what I was struggling with when you look at getting a guy like Deshaun Jackson or any speed deep threat receiver versus getting a guy like Golden Tate. Because if you get Deshaun, let's say we get Deshaun, you keep him here. Well, then when Mike Wallace comes back, you've got a redundancy. And sure, they're both good players, and and it's okay. It's it's not the worst problem to have. But when you can get these complementary pieces, because Tate is complimenting Jeffrey, which complements Wallace, which complements Ertz, like mm-hmm. all of the field is going to be spread in the way that you really want it to. You're going to be able to get all areas of the field and have high quality threats at all of those positions. Mike Wallace still a productive receiver whenever he comes back, um, and hopefully the season's still intact by then. But Golden Tate is going to be a big part of the reason why this season could still be alive when Wallace could or, Wallace or Hollins or Rogers, whoever comes back. Yeah, and that's going to be a question mark
0: now. I'm sure we'll play that game for a very long time of who's going to come off. I mean, initially you think, well, Wallace isn't probably going to come back now. And, and honestly, that's the thing I forgot to mention in my opening in this too. This is a better, this is an upgrade basically on a one-year deal that you would have anyway, right? So Mike Wallace is clearly not a better wide receiver than Golden, Golden Tate. They upgraded that. They had to pay a, a little more in draft stock to do so and again it's a risk it is a risk it's not just uh, oh that'll never become anything it, it, it definitely could be but in the landscape of these guys have to make a lot of decisions in 2019 at the same time you're going to be two years removed away from a, a Super Bowl contending team maybe if we're lucky uh, a, another year removed from another Super Bowl roster with a back-to-back win I mean it's a far stretch for any of us to kind of believe that now but this gives you a ticket to the dance this gets you into the playoffs and especially with the Redskins who uh, just before 4-4 o'clock of making a making a safety move with HaHa ha Clinton Dix to improve yeah. their secondary. They know they're fighting for the division in this thing as well, but at the end of the day, and this is, this is just a factual statement, Carson Wentz, is the best quarterback in the division. And you have to do everything that you can that is possible to go get him help, and they've done that today. Uh, not only that, but uh, I tweeted it out earlier, Golden Tate 8 catches, 128 yards, I believe, 2 touchdowns against the Dallas Cowboys in Week 4. He gets to feast on them two more times this year, and that's exactly what you need because this is it. This is where all the meat and potatoes start to happen here, Vince. This is... You're going to see Dallas. You're going to see Washington twice. You've got the Giants one more time. You have to win this division. That is the goal. Not to mention, I mean, the Rams stayed busy as well. They are, where, are they get, where are they getting oh all these God. draft picks and money from? They just keep shoving more into the middle. They get Dante Fowler uh, into the mix as well, and they get pressure, and the Saints don't really do anything. So they have to do all this stuff. I mean, as much as I love the wide receiving core and what Doug has been able to do and kind of pull out, this does change the offense, and I – the, the initial reaction when this happened, Vince, I want to get your take on this as well is, oh, wow, what does this mean for Nelson Aguilar? To me, it means nothing. I mean, it, all, all this means is you're allowing Nelly to go free when Golden Tate is on there, and he gets to use his speed down the sideline. You have to pay attention to Golden, uh, Golden Tate now in the middle no those small to intermediate routes with yak, with jet sweeps. It allows the offense to get a little more diverse and, and do that stuff. I don't think this
1: affects Nelson Aguilar. I just think it helps create a lot of different variants in the offense. Well, it tells you a lot about who Nelson Aguilar is. Because it, really, he he was bad for his whole career. He has one good year last year, and it was surprising, and it was it was great to see. But he hasn't been a factor this year. He really has not been an important part of this team. Everything he's done is three to five yards down the field. His bigger plays in the Minnesota game were both kind of fluky. One was a broken play, another was a tipped ball. Like that, that was really maybe his best game. Uh, on, <laughs> uh, yeah, it on been. Sunday yeah. so like he has not played well this year that tells you the kind of guy that he is like when Alshon was out it wasn't like Aguilar was just getting increased targets and he was able to carry the team think of number two receivers across the league guys like Marvin Jones in Detroit you know there are certain times where those players can get you over 100 yards six catches a touchdown and Help do your that, fantasy roster yeah. beat Joe to camera that type of stuff <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> so you, you want to see those things from time to time in a guy that is supposed to be that talented as a first round pick. Aguilar is not that guy. As much as he improved his stock, he's not a bust. He's not that guy. You can't rely on him. The Eagles don't rely upon him and this move is another indicator that Aguilar is just a limited receiver. He's a role player and nothing more and that's not to necessarily kill Nelson because at times he can be a, a, a nice little piece, but he's nothing more than a nice little piece. So it definitely defines his role. I don't think it totally destroys Aguilar because he hasn't done anything to earn better stock anyway.
0: Yeah, and uh, Dave. Or excuse me, let's say, Dave's and Garrow tweeting some uh, some quotes out from Howie Roseman. What I was about to say as he's starting to take the podium. Uh, some quotes from him right away is just saying, fits what we do offensively, fits what we do from a character perspective. Yep. We're not trying to win the trades. We're trying to get the best players available. That's clearly what we were just discussing here for the first couple of minutes here. Uh, Dave Spadera also comes in and mentions in quotes, there is no more productive wide receiver other than Golden Tate since 2012. Our message is our foot is always on the gas. And honestly, yes. I mean, if you've been hearing anything that we've been saying for five weeks now the offense the offense the yeah. offense needs to be more powerful I know that we're all expecting and it's rightful criticism too I don't I, I you know when I say the offense is the problem it doesn't mean that the defense isn't screwing up and it's not doing its job they both sink at the same time in the third court it's incredibly frustrating but for a, for a philosophy that you are built on we are going to keep the pedal down and we need to continue to score points that's what Golden Tate allows you to do allows you to move down uh, the field even if you can't figure out the red Zone issues with touchdowns, it puts you in range to try and go score them, gives you more opportunities to go and do so. So, 100% agree with all that. And you got to imagine now, too, like, how, I believe I saw Zach Rosenblatt say say some funny things like, Howie is, is balling on a budget here, because you get a third rounder for Golden Tate, you've used a fifth rounder to go grab Michael Bennett, um, and there was, oh, and, and a fourth rounder to go grab JJ last year to kind of help your team and go and do this. And this is kind of what we've been saying. It'll never reach the possibilities of an ML, MLB Trade deadline where there's a lot of activity, or even like the NBA, we're all sitting and waiting on pins and needles to kind of see what happens. But this opens the gate a little more. Sure, you don't get that week 10 where everybody would do a flurry of activity and be knocking on everybody non contenders' door. The Bucs wouldn't be saying right now, hey, uh, we're still contending at three and four, even in that division, which is incredibly hard when you got the Saints who are six and one, the Panthers who are five and two. They don't want to release and lose their jobs. But if this was week 10, maybe we'd have a little difference, but you're starting to see a little bit of shake and bake here. You're you're starting to see, listen, we're st- the, the compensatory picks, I can now trade them, I can now move them. They don't have to be there no matter if it's a third, fourth, fifth, or sixth. There will be e- or, or picks either recouped or I can start trading them. That's that's it. I mean, this is kind of the a uh, smaller, not a deficiency in the market, but h- I feel so much better about them at Golden Tate with a three as opposed to a Mari Cooper and a two, where God forbid if you're a Cowboys fan still trying to defend that first round pick that you're living up to this this isn't this is a uh, uh, something that has little failure other than injury in my eyes And you know it's going to work almost instantly to score points on your offense. Well, the
1: other thing is, too, there's this assumption that for Golden Tate, he's going to be a guy that he is just a rental. There is a possibility that if he's done after this year and he is a fit in the locker room and they really like him and the field opens up with him, then they have a habit of signing older receivers right now. Torrey Smith, Mike Wallace, and then you go and you look at Golden Tate. If he fits it, there's no reason to force him out the door. You know, there's going to be a lot of cap movement in the offseason. But if Howie decides and Doug decides that over the course of these next couple of weeks and you have half a season, Mm-hmm. Think of how crucial the bye week is for all of this. I, I think that's it's so important. You got half of the season to still figure out what his role and fit is going to be on this team. If it works, you can keep him for another two years. What is he, 30, 31? It's 30, yeah. So, so you can keep him for another two seasons, maybe, and three seasons with that third year being basically garbage, and everybody works out just fine. So I like this move a lot. It could it could lead to a little bit more than people are leading on. And listen, I know people are going to go like, you know,
0: they're going going to follow the money they're going to do he's going to do whatever he wants to do if he has a big market sure he might go but we've seen this happen before we've saw Alshon Jeffrey turn down a contract a multi-year deal with the Minnesota Vikings to be like I'm not going to go play for you because I want to go play for Carson Wentz Mike Wallace made the same decision did the same thing here I want to go play for a Super Bowl contender he's kind of you know north of 30 and getting to the wrong age of that as well if Golden Tate wants to come back here on a one-year deal for a 10 million dollars or whatever it is if they can fit it and you're going to Go, John. They're already they're already squeezed up way against the cap that is not factoring in at any point in time. I think most of the OTC people are the the cap people, which are much smarter than us too, let Let's be honest. Yeah, that's not uh, hard. And, and everybody gets it wrong. But to, to my understanding, the moment you let go of Nick Foles and Jason Peters and all that stuff, it becomes a lot clearer. Also, the cap is just made up. That's why I've stopped worrying about it so much. <laughs> the two things—they're just made up numbers. It doesn't matter. They can shift them around any time that you can. And Howie Roseman knows what he's doing in that department, so I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do think there's options there, and. Also, just as a not that I ever want a player to be cheated out of money or anything, but then it becomes all right. Nelson Aguilar becomes in a contract here the next year. They have options to kind of go. Listen, Ellie, (laughs) you know you're making nine million dollars this year. Uh, Maybe we can just extend you now. Get your price down lower. Golden Tate being there as well. I think that's a great core to continue this window as long as it can stay open. And our good friend Todd from South Philly, who I'm sure will be joining us for the uh, the bye week bash that is going on this Sunday. And I want to. Tell you guys, all about it, real quick, and then we'll get into that for a moment, too. Because VIP spots for all of you free beer, free pizza, while uh, supplies last. Because we got nothing to do but celebrate Golden Tate and make fun of everybody else that's playing on the NFL Sunday. And we can just kick back, relax, play some bets at the casino at Delaware Park. It's happening from noon to 7. We'll actually be broadcasting there uh, from 10 a.m. to noon. So please uh, feel free to stop uh, down sooner. But go to uh, all you got to do is just email gobirdspod at gmail.com. Give your full name, say, I want to come down and hang out, drink beers, place bets and eat pizza, hang out with the Go Birds crew, and we will get you down there. That's uh, gobirdspod at gmail.com. We'll send you a confirmation. It's going to be a fun time. But Todd says, does this mean now? Because they went in on Golden Tate, and we have questions about who's coming back from IR does that mean it's time to, is, is it Timmy Jernigan's music to finally start coming back? It's a good question. If he isn't uh, practicing, I would say, in the first couple of weeks after the bye, probably not. But it's, uh, it, it's, it's a discussion worth having.
1: Yeah, he put something out on Instagram a couple of weeks ago where he had his cleats on and he puts like an hourglass over it. So who knows? I want to believe that he's coming back, but you don't hear anything really positive about Tim Jernigan. Again, that contract, it always goes back to the contract, the way things changed with him giving up a guaranteed contract before he played a single down under it. Like all of those things are so negative that uh, I don't buy anything with Jernigan until I see it. I mean, really, he can talk all he wants on Instagram, but I have no expectations for him whatsoever and I'm just I'm not going to wait yeah, I, I don't think that's, that goes into it. More or less,
0: it's just just like how he was kind of saying his press conference. You're out there to go improve your team, and this is not a bunch of, like, what ifs. So, like, I'm not going to make this trade because Matt Collins is going to come back and, and, and be a, a superior wide receiver, or Mike Wallace's timetable is a little shorter. There's no time to wait on, really, any of that. You just need somebody in here that kind of goes in and goes for it here. But uh, Howie Roseman with a, a couple of more things. Uh, very comfortably Golden Tate. will be able to get up to... Quickly, uh, he thinks the bye week will help with that. I mean, there's 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 not much to learn. He knows the entire root tree. It's just about terminology and knowledge. And maybe maybe he isn't involved in a in a ton of snaps early, but I would be surprised if he's not in the in the you know fifty to sixty percent range mm-hmm. uh, when it's going there. Um, has uh, Howie has everything gone exactly the way we thought it would this year? Absolutely not. But we think we have a really good football team, and we're adding a very good football player. We're not just going to sit on our hands. It's hard to find really good players and this is a really good player and most uh, most uh, important thing out of that too is I think that's exactly how we all felt no one can just sit on their hands and just go this is fine we're just gonna go with what they got and I did see that a lot of people got scared by the Gatorade ad that the Eagles tweeted out with Carson Wentz (laughs) saying win from within it's like oh you sons of bitches you're not gonna end up doing anything what are you doing but uh that's that's a big part of this. You couldn't just stand pat so are you kind of at the mercy of the Lions to go sure just make it a three and it's a done deal. Yes, and that to me is the this make no matter what happens this makes the season for all of us way more interesting. If you want to argue about the nuances six months from now, and and maybe it doesn't roll roll that that way, that's fine. I mean, no one's going to stop you from doing that. But just just on a surface level, they had to do something today. And out of everything that was out there, this was probably the best move to make.
1: It was. Uh, you look around the league at the other moves that were done. I mean, is is Ty Montgomery the move? Like maybe they could have gotten God, Ty, Ty Montgomery. Awful. Is that the, is that the thing that moves the needle? Yeah, not at all. No. Um, so uh, yeah, Amari Cooper. That was an overpay. Clinton Dix would have been nice. And it's unfortunate he's in Washington. But in terms of fit and value and all those things, Golden Tate was the best move that happened today. And you got to feel really good about that. Golden Tate, for all the reasons you said, it's character, it's fit, it's all those different things. He's going to bring all that to the table. This was a repeat year. Like, we got to talk about windows, right? Because in the pre Carson mega contract era, there's only a year or two left of this. You have to maximize this window. You have all these older veterans here for that exact reason. Jason Peters, why is he hanging on? Because he wants to repeat. And they were glad to give him that one last push. Darren Sproles was here to try to hang on for one more ride. It was all about getting this thing done. That's why Nick Foles is still here. Like All these different things went into the idea of, we're trying to win a Super Bowl this year. They should still try. It's been ugly. And that Jacksonville game was the tipping point for me. I I said a lot, if they lose that game, the season was over. You probably don't make it. Make this trade. And, you know, you're, you're three and five like you're, you're just in a terrible spot. So for them to win that game, make the trade. Now you have this bye week. And here's the other thing. You mentioned Golden Tate stats versus Dallas. He gets a week and a half to get that playbook situated full study. You know, it's not like it's getting well, no, broken up. And also game. not to interrupt, but hey, what worked? What worked the best for you? What got you open? Yeah,
0: <laughs> like there's a lot, a lot of things that, which we know Doug will, will I, I absolutely, you know, write in his in his play chart.
1: Yeah, so he's got all of that information and all of that time to get himself together to play a massive divisional game. Because honestly, John, like going into the before the trade deadline, I said it yesterday, in terms of who's playing better football right now, Dallas has been playing better football the last couple of weeks, and yep. and so with them looking better right now, you needed a big boost. You needed to win this game division games are going to be everything the rest of the way out so when you can improve like this and play Dallas on an on a extended bye week and bring in that talent it's just a world changing thing it's a, and for Dallas they're not going to know what to expect now sure, you know some of the things that Golden Tate did with Detroit, but how's Peterson going to use it? How You're going to have to defend it differently because they don't have Zach Ertz, they don't have Alshon Jeffrey, they don't have Carson Wentz. Like It's going to be harder for Dallas on every level. It's going to be a guessing game and guessing games like that, plus the bye, you got to feel great about this game. Oh yeah, and you have to feel great about not only where the division's at now and the chances that they have to win it, but certainly
0: in the future and I don't know if you saw this coming in, but uh, you know normally this is when we do the Beast, but I'm, of course it's a trade deadline. We can't exactly yeah. just follow protocol here, but when Kyle Aletta gets freaking uh, tagged <laughs> up you know for all of all of the giants even a slight chance of of hope where you're going oh, maybe maybe there's something with him with Eli that we can get a look at gets arrested today after veering and almost hitting a cop and I I don't know I didn't read all the details but that's happening right now the Dallas Cowboys absolutely put a sunk cost like they have to figure out if Amari Cooper is going to be the guy there is a, a a good chance that he actually becomes the normal same wide receiver that he was that we saw in Alabama, that we saw in the first couple of years of his rookie season. I'm not just dismissing that outright, but to me, the chances of that happening are very slim, especially there, especially with the quarterback that they have. They have to do, there's decisions to be made there. Washington, same thing. Alex Smith is not getting younger. They don't really have any playmakers on offense outside of, again, an old Adrian Peterson, who is having a phenomenal year, and that's how they're winning football games, but overall they make one improvement today with how Clinton Dix and you just go, all right, all of those teams' long-term futures suck asshole compared to what's happening in Philadelphia. Even if this does not work out and even if they don't go to the Super Bowl, they're still set up in the long term to do all this. So even if you're looking at this and saying, man, it's only a fifth round or maybe it ends up being a six-round comp pick once Golden Tate signs somewhere else. Only for eight games. They didn't hit it. They didn't make it. You can still breathe easy because you got to figure out a bunch of things about this roster. You don't know if Brandon Graham's coming back. You don't know if, if Ronald Darby's coming back or Jordan Hicks for that matter. Maybe even uh, who else is on there? Uh, oh, yeah. And Golden Tate as well. So. Uh, and and not even that as I mentioned before Jason Peters Nick Foles things will change but the core of this and Carson Wentz being there and this is the biggest difference to me too like when you're looking at the Giants situation and now what they have to go through and what I see is QB classes being terrible and the same with Dallas and they've got to make a decision more or less where I think they have to extend Dak Prescott they do. and I don't believe Washington is going to try and continue to draft QB prospects they're putting themselves further and further behind to compete in the division. And that's the biggest one. Why? That's why you can make these type of moves.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we've talked about over the course of the year is Carson Wentz able to carry this team. And until last week, I wasn't so sure. But that was the do or die game. You travel to London. like It's just all the circumstances are bad. He goes out there. He single-handedly won that game. I mean, for him, the way he was moving around in the pocket and making it so difficult for Jacksonville to hit him, he, he scrambled on a couple of plays, which he really hasn't done all this year. That was the first time Carson definitively used his legs to impact a football game, and that's why they won. I mean, he swung it that much. So when you've got that kind of talent back there, and now he's getting stronger, he's getting more confident, and they're really fully unleashing him, this is the time. Go in, go all out. You owe it to yourself yeah. because as, as much as I hate to to say the like, once you get in the playoffs, you never know. Now that you've added Golden Tate and you will get healthier as the season goes on here, then uh, that's what you got. And so uh, you got to make the most of your situation. You have that chance to repeat. And frankly, the Rams made that addition on defense, trading for Dante Fowler because their defense is disappointing. I mean, if I, I don't know the exact game logs, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I would bet if you run through the Rams' games, they've given up at least like 27 points yeah, on and, and like five or six games. Yeah. And it's not the.
0: Um, I, I don't think it's it's exactly what they expected it to be, but certainly, again, it's their same philosophy too. That's why they're stacking up. That's why the Eagles did it last year. And this, it, like, the offense powers this thing. We're gonna move it. We're gonna have some ball control. Because honestly, having Todd Gurley there obviously helps in are c- controlling the clock and most of most of the stuff you do under center is all off a play action. I totally get what they're they're doing, but you're right about that. Like there there are chances, like the Eagles or the Saints, to get into shootout mode with you, and then it comes down to you know. Experience and being there and all that stuff. Not that Carson has exactly gone through that whole gamut, but he's certainly done it in L.A. away, and he'll have to do it again. The biggest deal, and I can't believe I haven't bring this brought this up yet. And Casey Young was the man who pointed it out on Twitter when I was going through the rigmarole of of all the things that are great about Golden Tape uh, Scramble Drill. Hello. Hello, from Russell Wilson to Matt Stafford. To, I mean, think of Carson Wentz in a scramble drill with Golden Tate, who's going to find space and get open. That's huge. That's a, an advantage over Nelson Aguilar, because Nelson Aguilar, although great at it, and was and showed us that he was great at it last year, Golden Tate's been doing that his entire career, and that's the, the bigger part of of uh, the excitement, at least for me, with him and Carson in that. Also, he's so fucking petty, and I love that about him. He's the pettiest motherfucker on the field Always, We are going to absolutely fall in love with him, when thing, especially when things are good, especially when things are good, and just taunting all over the place, yeah, maybe it might end up in a 15-yard in a well, penalty. Gonna, yeah, yeah and that's my, the thing. But it's only really happening on touchdowns, so if you want to give him 15 extra yards on the kickoff, that's fine. He gets in everybody's head. He goes and makes plays. He's a great teammate. Overall, stuff he does on the field, we know exactly what that is, but his swagger and his attitude is something that hasn't necessarily been missing. I mean, there is a lot of swagger on this team already but just to add to it he fits in the mold
1: of that he will motivate guys to get going well let's be real the other thing is too that this whole locker room they've been in a defensive position this whole time they've been nothing but under siege how are you losing these games why are you so bad how come this player isn't performing and this guy isn't performing and all It's it's been all negative like the biggest locker room influences that we've seen this year are Malcolm Jenkins getting attacked by Eric Reed. And Fletcher Cox telling people to shut the hell up on the field. That's it. That's all they've seen. Like, that's the, the great leadership that we've seen displayed. And for that locker room chemistry standpoint, you're getting a fiery, petty guy, and you're putting him in this locker room, and he hasn't been there for any of that. He's saying, man, I was in Detroit. This team sucked. Detroit sucks. The whole thing's bad. Now I'm getting over here. You guys won the Super Bowl. I'm ready to go back there. That's why I'm here. Let's go. And to get that fiery ignition in the locker room could be something that just in that raw chemistry sense could really boost the team. Yeah, uh, and I'm ready
0: for it, man. I'm sure you guys are too. Uh, we'll have a lot to break down going on to the week because, man, we got I mean, we got so much uh, time to uh, just to sit in the clouds and daydream for a moment about what this could mean. I'm sure there's going to be a thousand different tape breakdowns of all of his game tape from Detroit in the last two years, and I, I welcome it all. like Just pump it into my veins because it's going to be a really fun week. Uh, uh, Jeff Mosher, Adam Kaplan, and of course uh, Bill Osborne will be here Tomorrow at 3 p.m., basically doing the same thing that we are going a little farther in depth. Maybe we get a little more news uh, in there as well. But, Vince, any, any final thoughts
1: before we sign off here? Well, last thing the Calicchio Semele rumors. The what? <laughs> Cal- Calicchio Semele. There, there was a report I'd, I'd heard. I was, I was just listening on the radio on the yeah. way in that they were interested in Calicchio Semele. Oh really? Okay. So double check that for me. Maybe that was just a, a caller just like throwing LPS. But <laughs> I, I heard a couple of people mention assembly. So if that was the case, that's a pretty interesting little nugget of information, Mister Barcher. Well,
0: that I mean, did they is uh, are the Raiders planning on? Uh, uh, oh yeah, I, I saw. Oh, three hours ago that kind of came up. Uh, the time has come and gone for that. So unless there was something late, uh, Howie did say there's a corresponding move that needs to happen. By the way, for Golden and Tate, so mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, if uh, we're gonna get any word on that. So we'll wonder who gets the X, and I'm I'm afraid it's my boy uh, DeAndre Carter or Shelton Gibson or somebody I, I like that. I think it should be Gibson. So uh, so we'll have to see what's going on there. But uh, yeah, that would have been that would have been nice to it's, kind of boost the O line and do that. But uh, unless there's something that happens and it's past the deadline, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, yeah. this means
1: that Le'Veon Bell is going to wait out the entire year. Good, and, and, and then uh, keep him there, not keep him, him in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Didn't want him, never wanted him. I couldn't have been happy. This was yeah. my day, John. I, I've been anti-running back from the start here Whoa, uh, or anti-adding remember running this back.
0: conversation when Wendell Smallwood and all the rest yeah when he's trotting point, his two way two into the end zone terry. when Wendell is just
1: cruising down and scoring again I mean you can think of me and that's fine <laughs> I'll, I'll be happy for that when Golden Tate's in here because they didn't add that running back they added that wide receiver think that's right of me. that's right uh, but the
0: choice between the two if they had the two they probably would have taken Le'Veon Belfast yeah, actually available be anyway so. but with that being said it's a Golden Tate day it's a Golden Tate week enjoy it have fun with it. I think when you uh, go and face Dallas in a, that, is that a primetime game too? I can't remember. Or is that four uh, twenty? Hmm. Wh- whatever it is. America's Game of the Week. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we hope you're uh, right here with us. At GoBirdspot94wip.com slash GoBirdspot, as I'm sure Elliot, who has uh, decided to hang out in London with his girlfriend, is fiercely writing a lot of articles uh-huh. for that. So stay tuned to that. And obviously, right here on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Right now, Vince is going to wave until I turn off the camera.